It's Tennessee Titans talking, fellas. As the late, great Al Davis once said, just win, baby. It ain't pretty. It ain't fun for our hearts, but 3-0 is 3-0. We escaped by the skin of our teeth yet again. I think we all owe an apology to Steven Goskowski. Two weeks ago, we were rightfully all over him for almost throwing away the game. And what does he do today? He goes 6-for-6. Six six. He hits the game winner. He hits three 50-yard field goals. He's once again a top-five kicker, and we have to give him some love. Well, I was watching the game with some people, including Landon, and um, I know I feel differently because I watch the team so closely, but Landon, is it a mark of a great team that you just find a way to get done when obviously through three quarters? I was telling you on my couch, we're going to get beat today. Yeah, it's the mark of a great team to win games you should lose. Middling or bad teams lose games they should win. They lose games they should lose. But the great teams, they always find a way no matter how hard or ugly it gets. We're three games in. We're undefeated. That's the good news. The bad news is we're at a plus six point differential. We've had to rely on a field goal of great difficulty in all three games with under two minutes left. We're riding the line right now. Statistically, it's only a matter of time before things don't go our way. Big fella, what was the biggest reason why we needed heroics from Steven Goskowski? And what was the biggest reason to say why we had to be so lucky? Oh, I'll tell you why. I mean, you know, we had to be lucky because that Vikings offense was on fire. They were rolling. Dalvin Cook was doing what we've seen him do in the past. He had a career-high rushing, uh, a career-high game for rushing yards. He had 181 yards on 22 carries, which you, we're not going to be able to win in the NFL if we allow eight, a little over eight yards carry to, to running backs. So we've got to clean that up. The other thing, too, we saw a much more efficient Kirk Cousins. I was expecting here, him to come in and lay eggs, but... Uh, honestly, I think Justin Jefferson is still catching 70-yard bombs and running for touchdowns. Um, but thankfully, he wasn't that much of a factor later in the second half. He very well could have been, though. Um, so our defense, we really need to shore things up. Um, I don't know if Mike Vrabel needs to have a come-to-Jesus moment or maybe just hire a defensive coordinator. But there are a lot of things that need to be cleaned up. What's interesting about that, big fella, is our defense was the reason we won this game. And they had yeah. some big holes, but they were bend, don't break. At the end of the day, like, when we came down to it, they could do nothing at the end of the game, which is interesting. But um, our offense did nothing except for big plays. And uh, right. I think we relied on good coaching and execution from a special team standpoint, uh, big plays on offense. And then our defense really hardened up um, uh, towards the end of the game, especially in the fourth quarter. So I kind of feel opposite of you. It's like, I think our offense is the issue. I think we couldn't get anything going. Obviously, Taylor won. When we lost him, our offense was oh. lost for a while. And uh, if it wasn't for Easy e your boy, Khalif Raymond, yeah. I don't oh, think I, we walk away with this I, win, hey, right? I told you guys that was going to happen. I told you we needed to attack downfield, and I'm so happy that he had a big game. I mean, this had to be his coming out party, right? I mean, no touchdowns, but three catches for 118 yards. Um, I think it was a beautiful, what was a 65-yarder that he caught from Tannehill um, and, you know, got some great separation. And that's when, at that moment, that's when we, I, I was like, okay, we're going to do it. This um, was certainly this was yeah. certainly Khalif Raymond's best performance as a tie so far. He's had better plays against the Ravens, for example, but just as an overall complete game, he was more involved. He was more consistent. It wasn't just, here's a trick gadget play. We're going to throw it to you and catch the defense off guard. It's, you're a legitimately fast guy for the NFL. Go run by them. 
And today, the thing that stuck out to me, the thing that made me most proud about this team is our mental fortitude. Like Nathan said, Lawan goes down. The offensive line is in shambles for a moment. We cut the lead to one possession, and Kirk Cousins hits Jefferson for that long bomb touchdown. And for a lot of teams, that breaks their spirits. That, cr- that crushes you. You bring it back. You lose one of your locker room, locker room leaders, and immediately it's snuffed out. But we fought back. We tied up the defense when it mattered most. The offense started to make big plays when it had to. Derrick Henry decided to put on the crown. And that's just something you have to look forward to. I'll tell you what made me proud. Uh, Big Jeff playing like a grown uh, man. Yeah, he played like he a played top five DT man. today, and that's what we're going to yeah. have to have. He, he absolutely did. He he conjured yeah. Albert Hainsworth today. Oh, man, I think even better. I mean, he, he played grown man football. There, I mean, he was jumping around. He was getting in the backfield. He was stopping people. He, I mean, his, he doesn't show up huge on the stat sheet. He's got, uh, what, five tackles, two for a loss, and one sack. I mean, I guess he does show up. But, you know, I mean, there were plays where he wasn't making tackles, that he was the reason that they got snuffed out. So b- big props to Big Jeff today. Uh, he played like a man. There are people in the national media today that were hating on uh, Jadavian Clowney, and he did a really stupid thing with that penalty early. But if we have a Jadavian Clowney, there's no way we win this game today. He, in his pursuit, he's always there. It doesn't show on the stat sheet, but all these kind of uh, fakers, you got to watch the game. And Landon Clowney, Clowney is essential to this team's success this year. Oh, for sure. And even with that boneheaded penalty that wiped off seven points when we ended up scoring zero off a completely needless block. Justin Jefferson is 10 yards behind Jonathan Joseph. I know Jonathan Joseph is a geriatric cornerback, but he's not going to get caught. <laughs> I, but, you know, I, I, I'm not as, I mean, yeah. He's it was still really good in coverage. Everybody Whatever his age is, he's good in yeah. coverage. Well, it, yeah, but it was a stupid play on Clowney. I, I get that, and we can all talk about it. But it, it's not like it wasn't super egregious to me, you know. Uh, in that in that moment, a pick happens, and I've been on the field when that kind of happens, and your whole world is just flipped, and you're just you, you know you lose track of everything. So you find another color jersey, you hit him. So I'm not gonna eat his lunch for that. Yeah, it was a boneheaded move, but I, I'm not. I'm I'm not super upset about it. It negated a pick six, um, and you know we we ended up not scoring on that drive. So it is a drive killer, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna I think it's a good point because we often see penalties and weird stuff on plays like that where you go from playing defense to suddenly playing offense, right? Yeah, it. And I'll tell you, like I said, being in that position before, it's such a weird feeling. Here you are, you know, trying to chase down people, and then all of a sudden one of your teammates makes this huge play, and you flip sides of the ball. It's something, you know, in high school, you go both ways. College, sometimes maybe you go both ways. Pros, you don't. Clowney doesn't block. I mean, you know, it's not something he has. It's something that comes naturally to him immediately. So, I, I, again, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to go crazy on him for it. And with Clowney's performance so far these past two weeks, it's been hot and cold, which is a bit uncharacteristic for him. He's supposed to be this really solid guy that occasionally flashes greatness. He's still shown that greatness today. When it mattered most, he helped seal the deal against Kirk Cousins. He's also had some lows. He's been out of his stance. He's gassed. He's new to the system. He's, he's part of the reason why our run defense hasn't been as good when he's hyped up as one of the best run defenders in the NFL. That's encouraging because you expect him as he gets back into shape, as we gain more edge depth, so he's not playing 80-plus percent of the snaps on weak conditioning. He's going to become more consistent. Our defense is going to become more consistent. 
that's really all we're looking for between Landry, Clowney, and Big Jeff. Those three can make the splash plays to keep the defensive line pretty good. And when they're consistent, they'll just open up the rest of the defense. And the sooner we can get a Dory Jackson back, the better. Malcolm Butler and Jonathan Joseph are fine cornerbacks, but speed is the name of the game today, and we're really lacking that in the secondary right now. Oh, big time. You couldn't, you know, that message received. I mean, my goodness, we did not look great in our defensive backfield. Like I said, I think... Um, I, I think Justin Jefferson, Just, Justin Jefferson is still catching passes. Uh, we just didn't have an answer for him till later in the game when we kind of, that's a, I wanted to mention that earlier too. I feel like we're always, whenever we're in a position or whenever in a, a team is in a position to make Kirk Cousins beat you, rarely does he do that. And, you know, Kirk Cousins is a, is a good quarterback, but you know, I, I don't believe he's a championship quarterback. I don't think he's the guy I'm going to if, you know, if I need points in a, a final couple minute drive. Um, so, and he kind of proved yeah, he, that um, today. And just to take a wider look at the rest of the NFL, specifically the AFC South, we know Jacksonville got its teeth kicked in on Thursday. They're one and two, one and one in the division. Houston lost a tough, close game against the Steelers by seven. And we're going to play Pittsburgh. Oh my Thank you, NFL schedule makers, for giving Houston <laughs> the two best teams in the NFL along with the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, uh, Nathan, I think you said it like last last episode, like what what who did they piss off to have to play these three teams in a row? <laughs> I mean, and two of them, two of them on the road too. So I mean, yeah, it's a great day in the AFC South for Titans fans. <laughs> yeah, so we're three games up on Houston, two up on the Jags, one in the division. Indy is 2-1. and one. They annihilated the Jets today. Sam Darnold, I'm starting to lose my faith in the man. Hopefully oh, they, Adam Gase yeah. is fired sooner rather than later before the Jets just stop being a stain on what should be a fun offensive season for the NFL. You look around today, outside of bad teams and teams with, that are missing star players, everyone is scoring 20, 25 plus at will. And that gives me some hope for the defense along with the fact that we're missing several key contributors. Even the best defenses, like the Steelers, they're still giving up over 20. It's just with the lack of an offseason, the lack of conditioning, offenses are more likely to benefit, as we saw in 2011. I mean, Russell Wilson is on pace for 70 <laughs> touchdowns, and it's not even that surprising. It's like college football right now. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it, it truly is. I mean, I, I was just watching that game to, you know, in the late afternoon game, and I was just like, Oh my God, they're going to throw for a thousand yards <laughs> and, you know, a hundred touchdowns. It was unreal. Another five touchdown game from Russell Wilson. Just when you think he can't get any better. Uh, I mean, it, it, I hate to say it, but he might have the MVP locked up in week three. <laughs> you don't want to count your chickens before they're hatched, but he's so far and away the best player in the game right now that I don't see how if there were a three-week MVP award, he wouldn't win it unanimously. He I finally mean, Josh, gets an MVP vote. I think Josh Allen's in the com- conversation, um, but yeah, Dangerous is up there. Um, J- Josh Allen, yeah. I want to take a quick look at our upcoming schedule. We're very lucky to be 3-0. and So far, we played some middling teams. We're not going to be able to be lucky in the next two weeks. Thankfully, they're both at home, but we have to host the Steelers. We have the best front seven, the best defense in the NFL, potentially without Taylor Lewan, which is frightening. And then the week after that, we have 
MVP hopeful Josh Allen and another great defense in the Bills. Fellas, what was when you first saw the schedule, what was your predictions for the first five games of the season? The three that we've just finished along with a tough two game home stretch before the bye week. Yeah, I was thinking probably, uh, you know, I think I'd uh, probably say the same, three and two, four and one. Um, you know, the Steelers always give us trouble. The Bills give us trouble. Um, I kind of was counting on these three games that we've just had to be victories. Um, the next two, like you said, Landon, are really dicey. We've got good football teams coming to Nashville. And thankfully, yeah, our next three games are at home. And then we get a week seven bye. So we'll get to lick our wounds and then, you know, hit a, ravaged Bengals team but uh yeah these next three games are so important and so tough all AFC opponents uh one AFC South opponent so this is going to be part of the playoff race one thing I kind of like to hang my ad on is we've talked about Clowney not showing up in the stat sheet but he's all effort kind of like you know we we used to love Jarrell Casey well we still love Jarrell Casey um but how he would just be going of course, yeah, but we still do. <laughs> I mean, he, he it was a big part of the Titans' turnaround, uh, and we have to acknowledge you know that kind of thing. But Clowney is motor going every single time. And you know, like Landon said, once he gets his, con- his conditioning, um, I think he'll be a lot better. But the other thing I love about Clowney, too, is he's a gamer. And while these three games might not have been huge for him, when we play a team like the Steelers, I feel like he's going to be up for the task and he's going to be ready to go. Same thing for the Bills and Texans, especially the Texans. He's going to be fired up for the Texans. And, you know, with Vrabel being a former Texan, we're always amped up for that game, too. Before Daniil Hunter, unfortunately, went on IR to begin the season, I'd expected two and three to be the most likely outcome. So we've already been that. And this team, it's a veteran team. It knows what it takes. It knows. It wants more than just wins in the playoffs. It got a taste of what real great teams get to feel in the playoffs last year. They came within a half of potentially the ultimate prize, and they're hungry. They're going to be happy. They're 3-0. and They'll take it, but they're not going to rest on their laurels. They're not going to say, we're 3-0. and It's okay if we, lock, if we lose these next two games because we expect it to be 3-2 and after, the, after five games. They're going to say, no, after these next two games, we're going to be 5-0, and and we're going to do it decisively. We're not going to be lucky. We're not going to need a game winner. We're just going to we're going to prove to the whole national audience that we deserve to be in that top tier with the Ravens and Chiefs. Yeah, this is this is the road to Tampa right here. You better believe it. And to wrap things up, let's each of us give a game ball. Big fella, you start. Oh man. Well, I already kind of mentioned it. Um, I want to give my game ball to Big Jeff. Um, you know, he really played his butt off today, and he showed up big in big-time moments, which is what we need from stars. And, you know, he, he, he's going to be the next star. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons is going to be an all-pro defensive tackle. It might not happen this year, but that is in his future. And he is living up to that draft status where we took him at 19 and, you know, had the confidence to do that. And, you know, <laughs> I, last week I said, you know, I, I go to bed and I say, thank you, God, for get, for Kenny Vaccaro. Um, I am thanking John Robinson and the Titans organization for taking a chance on Big Jeff uh, and taking him when he was when we looked like it was going to be a redshirt year. And, you know, then he came on the field and played like a monster last year and carried it over to this year. He's lighter, he's more aggressive, and he's becoming a better pro. So, Big Jeff, you got it for me, buddy. 
and he's fully healthy. He had four legitimate highlight-worthy plays today. He dragged Kirk Cousins down after bulldozing an interior <laughs> lineman. He put Alexander Madison in a bear hug at the goal line to shut him down. Yep, that was the one. That was the one that I was just like, "Wow, okay." Yeah. While, while his left side was being blocked by an offensive lineman, he just wrapped up a running back and just stopped him in his tracks. And then he had two game ceiling plays on that last drive where the first time was a completely awful fact. Thankfully, we won, so we wouldn't have to worry about that game being tainted by an, just a terrible call. I understand that by the letter of the law, you can't hit the quarterback in the head, but well, it was it, inadvertent. It, it, yeah. If that's hitting him in the head, like, come on. I mean, it's just frustrating. Yeah. And just to punish Jeffrey Simmons for being so strong and just owning that interior lineman and hitting Kirk Cousins, that's not fair. Then the next play, he's mad. He does the exact same thing. He bulldozes another lineman and he helps get a sack to put the game out of reach. Just. This was his best game, just like Khalif Raymond, and he's growing up right before our eyes. Guys, as weird as it sounds, the game ball goes to our culture. It's a very real thing. In years past, I know, big fella, you've been a fan from the beginning. I have too. I, uh, Landon, it since you were like a tiny kid, we would panic and find a way to lose this game. We did the opposite today. We kept our timeouts. We kept our cool. We relied on our talent, we relied on our experience, and we just found a way. We were not good. We did not deserve to win this game today. But in the fourth <laughs> quarter, we were the better team. John, for 75% of the game, we by far were not. And yeah. oh on the road, we found a way to win. And the really great players stepped up. Derrick Henry, Jadavian Clowney, Ron Tannehill, he, he was not the same guy today. But he didn't get our way, and in the end, Kirk Cousins, he just did does what he does. We dug deep. So it comes to our coaching staff, our play callers, they didn't panic. We knew we were the better team, and unbelievably, we were only the better team for 15 minutes. That is the game ball. That's the difference is experience and positive culture. Yeah, I would agree. Beautifully said, Nathan. And I'll wrap this up with some love. Love for a man who was scorned by a team who was supposed to be with his entire career. A team where he won Super Bowls, where fans affectionately called him the ghost. For about a year, Steven Goskowski was just Steven Goskowski. He was no longer the Super Bowl winner, the Patriot, the love of Massachusetts. But today he earned that again. Steven Goskowski, you're now the ghost. Welcome home. <laughs> Perfectly said that. Talk man. about beautifully said. Yeah, he's got a golden leg today. John, when we came down the stretch and uh, uh, in that last drive, I was like, we need to give Henry the ball. Henry was out of the game on third down. We need to give him the ball. We need to give Gostowski five more yards. They'll give it to us. They believed in him. I wanted wanted him to kick a 50-yarder instead of 54-yarder. And you know what? They knew, and Gostowski is up for it, that some people are gamers. Gostowski is a gamer. Hey, may he never wear socks again. Whatever, whatever it takes. <laughs> I mean, he proved it today, and I, I feel so much better. Um, you know, because we all know what happened last year. It was a train wreck. We couldn't make an extra point to save our lives. It was terrifying, and we went through how many kickers? Four, five. I see. I'll like say at the end of game one, I was like googling who was available. I, I, I gave up on him. Uh, Vrabel didn't. God bless him. I mean, the guy absolutely won the game for us today. 
Yeah, he had ice water through his veins today, uh, and it was incredible. One guy I want to talk about really quick um, that I was not impressed with at all and really kind of let down a lot by, and, you know, some of Tannehill's worst throws, actually his one pick, was Nick Westbrook. I mean, you're getting in the game. You have to take advantage of those opportunities. He was lost on those routes, and... You know, I don't know if we need to look for another back end of the roster receiver, but I was really let down by Nick Westbrook today. I heard a lot of good things in camp about him, but he had some terrible routes that he was running. Tannehill put the ball where it was supposed to be, and Nick Westbrook was not there. Um, so I, I wanted to just say that, uh, you know, not to, not obviously not to give him praise, but to make sure that we acknowledge that Tannehill didn't play terribly. At least both throws to Westbrook were n- not Tannehill's fault. I mean, we expect him to be better than that, but that's a real thing too. And he did have one glaring drop in the mid fourth quarter that killed a drive. It wasn't the easiest catch in the world, but NFL receiver makes that catch. And it might be a bit unfair because if A.J. Brown were healthy, God praying he's back soon. Nick Westbrook is never on the field to begin with. That's not That might be unfair to expect of him. But like you said, if we're in a position where we have to call upon the end of roster guys, we have to know they can be ready. Yeah, I mean, like look, look at Khalif Raymond last year. You know, right. we called his number, and boom, he delivered. Yep. And he was ready. And, you know, Nick Westbrook, I was just really uh, upset with him today. Because, you know, this is a big game for us. And he had he had his moments, and Tannehill looked his way. And he was not ready to answer the bell. So that kind of got me fired up. <laughs> All right, we've got to wrap this up. It's been a lot of fun, as is every win. It's not pretty. It's not the most relaxing, but we're undefeated. We're going to try and keep it that way next week when we host the hated Steelers in Nashville. We'll be coming to you in the coming days, breaking down the Steelers, how much we hate them, how scared we are of their defense, and how we're going to win. Until then, fellas, tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Boo Steelers. Get it.